jorts <laughs> hey homies i'm katie i'm sydney and this is something sick welcome back we missed you guys i know <laughs> it's been forever since we recorded three two weeks two, two weeks, weeks. It just feels weird. Yeah. Hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Yes. Lots of food. Yeah. Naps. Oh. Time off work. <laughs> yeah. We're so close to having that a little bit again. A so. little bit. Yeah. Adult life sucks. Yeah. Because you don't really get like a break. Not really. Unless your employer is like, I'll be nice. Yeah. But anyway. Guess um, what? We're oh going, yeah, we're going back to Waverly Hills next year. <laughs> Officially confirmed, paid for. Literally, so excited. Yeah, I'm we will definitely pumped. make an episode about it again. Oh, I know. Why not? Yeah, we'll just have to. <sighs> I'm pumped. I'm literally. I can't wait. Uh, I miss it. Me too. I don't know what it is about that building. It just makes you want to come back. Yeah. We were watching the finale. R.I.P. and the last documentary of BuzzFeed Unsolved. Oh. And they were talking about how they never want to go back to these places. And I was like, we I have the opposite that. problem. Yeah. <laughs> we just want to go back immediately. Yeah. So, so. we're different. <laughs> <laughs> no, we might just be weird. <laughs> yeah. So but. that's, yeah, that's our big news. Yeah. We're pumped. And we want to go on. More, we want to take more vacation days to go ghost hunting next year. Heck so yeah. if anyone wants to go with us or has recommendations, let us know. Yes, please. That's our goal. The end goal. Y'all blow this podcast up so we can go ghost hunting more. <laughs> please. Please. Yeah. Is there anything else we needed to I don't think talk so. About? I can't remember. No. Destination figure is good, you know? <laughs> They're going to be with uh, ghost, ghost hunters. hunters. Yes. Those are my two shows. Well, I, I have other shows I enjoy, obviously. Ghost Brothers and Kindred Spirits. But this is so exciting. I know. It's going to be sick. Uh, that's our dream. My dream, at least. I don't know about <laughs> you. It's my dream. <laughs> I know. It's your dream. <laughs> so. Um, yeah. Well, Anything else that we need to discuss before we get into today's case? I'm getting married. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> surprise what my, if you were and i didn't know surprise to my dad listening just kidding <laughs> i don't know it just feels like the appropriate thing to say when do we have anything else <laughs> what if we were being like really coy about it i'm like mm, i don't know if we have any other news <laughs> <laughs> i think people would know yeah um no that's not true <laughs> oh i do actually have a real thing okay if we were on your spotify rap <gasps> send it to us please. yes please we love you. We've seen a couple. Yeah. And it's so freaking cool. We're so excited. Yeah. Really love that. Yeah. We're on mine. <laughs> yeah. I don't listen to us. I can't. It makes me cringe to hear myself talk. We're on mine because I listen to it for the TikToks that Shout I haven't out. made one in months, but you know. <laughs> Shout out to all of you who like listening to my voice because I hate listening to my voice. Sydney's, I'm used to it. But myself, I can't listen to myself. <laughs> eh. Yeah. yeah, I used to not be able to. Now I don't really mind anymore. You, well, you listen to me talk all the time and you sing. So you're used to listening to yourself. Like, I can't listen to myself sing, though. That's worse. <laughs> I can't listen to myself at all. But here we are. Having a podcast. <laughs> you know, we're thriving. But for real. It's great. 
send us your Spotify rap. Yeah, if please. You, just like a if, screenshot. You don't even have to post it. No, like, we just DM it know. to us. Like, yeah. I just want to see it. We love you. <laughs> yeah. Super cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Are we so, ready to I'm ready. Dive in. Oh, boy. So what we, are we talking about this week? The case of Gypsy Rose Blanchard and the murder of Dee Dee Blanchard. Blanchard, Blanchard. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. It is a rough one. Yeah, we were talking about this before, mm-hmm. and we've talked about it um, plenty of times. There's, like, no good person in this. No. And they all have tough backstories themselves. Like, they all have stuff going on that you're, like, they, well, they don't really control that part of them. Yeah. But then they chose to do these things. Like, it's a very, like, ethically confusing case. Yeah. On all sides of yep. it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Great. We'll get into it. (laughs) Yeah. If you don't know this one, hold on to your butt. Strap in. Yeah. This is a wild one. If you do know, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. After this, I want to hear everyone's thoughts. Always. Here we go. So, we're going to talk a little bit about Dee Dee Blanchard a little bit before. So, her birth name was Claudine Petre. Not sure if that's right, but it's a weird last name, so... Maybe. Pitre. Pitre. Uh, she was born near the Gulf Coast in Chack Bay, Louisiana in 1967. That's the year my mother was born. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah. Um, she was one of five children of Emma Lois Gisclair and Claude Anthony Pitre. Pitre. I don't really know how to say his last name. That's last So time she's named after her dad? Yep. Okay. Yes. But her nickname is Dee Dee. Mm-hmm. And later she does kind of change her name again. Like, she just changes the, sp- like, she makes it a little different. Mm. But we'll talk about that later. But I'm just going to call her Dee Dee. Yeah. But also, it was so annoying to write that over and over. Dee Dee. Yeah. It's really irritating. <laughs> Katie hates the name Dee Dee. No. It's oh, my mom's best friend's <laughs> name. Don't say that. <laughs> it was a lot to type, okay? It's very hard for her to type and it had two a red, letters and it had, over It had a, what? Two letters, D E E D E. Yeah. Okay. I thought you just meant like I I'm just not, wrote D D, no. and I was like, no, I didn't do that. No. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Goodness. But I always had a red line underneath. It. Anyway, let's keep going. <laughs> so her family stayed there, and she grew up in the area in a place called Go- Golden Meadow. And um, family members said that when things didn't go her way, she would steal from them. Okay. <laughs> so. That's kind of weird, right off the beginning, yeah. off the bat. Um, later in her early young adult life, she was a nurse's aide, so that kind of mm-hmm. gives some backstory to her. Um, her family also later suspected her of killing her own mom in 1997 by denying her food. I literally didn't see much else about that, but okay yeah they always suspected her of things they were always like what it's like that's such a red flag if you're suspecting that of someone yeah like your family yeah like get them some help please um when Dee was 24 she and 17 year old rod blanchard became pregnant shortly after giving or before giving birth to their daughter they separated because rod had the realization that he married her for the wrong reasons. Not sure what the wrong reasons were. Okay. <laughs> but probably because she, she was having a baby. How young was she? 17? She was 24 and he oh. was 17. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I knew there was an age gap and he was the younger one. But anyway, she had, she had Gypsy. Mm-hmm. But, and he like stayed in her life, but like just dis- yeah. distanced. 
Um, so Gypsy Rose Blanchard was born on July 27th, 1991, and she was named because Dee Dee liked the name Gypsy and Rod was a fan of Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Great. So that's how she got her name. <laughs> Match made in heaven. Yeah. Um, Dee Dee kept trying to get Rod to come back to them, but he refused. So she took Gypsy and li- to live with her family. But he was he was still there, still involved. But he was like, I'm not getting back in a relationship with her. Like, yeah, it's just not happening. Which that feels fair. Like to still yeah. be involved in your kids. Life, yeah. You know. So now we're going to talk about the medical side of Gypsy's childhood. How I have it laid out. Just I'm talking about like the medical stuff of her growing up and then a little bit about her personality leading up to the events. Yeah. So the medical side of all this. When Gypsy was three months old, Dee Dee became convinced that Gypsy had sleep apnea. And so she would constantly take her to the hospital to get tested. They would stay overnight and there was never any sign of this actually happening in Gypsy. Yeah. But she was pretty convinced. And they were like, it's just not there. And then this led Dee Dee to become convinced that Gypsy had other issues. And she eventually believed she had a chromosomal disorder. Mm-hmm. She did not. Um, later on, Dee Dee made Gypsy start using a walker because she said that Gypsy had muscular dystrophy. And when Gypsy was seven or eight, um, that's the first time Dee Dee put her in a wheelchair. She had gotten in a minor accident on her grandpa's motorcycle and got a scrape on her knee. And then Dee Dee was like, the doctor said, you have to be in a wheelchair. Why is she on a motorcycle? I don't know. She was with her grandpa, I think. Yeah, still. I feel like that's... I, I guess like it, it could, is okay. I feel like it just it's, feels scary. I feel like it was probably just like in the neighborhood like or right, something. Yeah, okay. You know? <laughs> that that's how sense. I took it. I was just like... I'm... I was just like racking my brain if I've ever you seen did like it? a seven-year-old. You never went on a motorcycle when you were seven or eight? Mm, no. I you went on a dirt out. bike. You missed out on life. <laughs> <laughs> we all did it. So it's weird that you did it. <laughs> my great-grandma did when she was 95. <laughs> Good for her. I have no desire, to be honest, to go on a motorcycle no. or to be 95. But <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway. <laughs> Okay, continue. Uh, yeah. Scrape on her knee. Yeah. Yeah. In a wheelchair then. Yeah. And then her parents began taking her to events for the Special Olympics. This is, mm-hmm. She was starting to get a bunch of attention from yeah. this, and her pa- family was getting media attention. She was named, Gypsy was named the Honorary Queen of the Crew at Mid of Mid-City in 2001, which was a child-oriented parade in New Orleans during Mardi Gras. And at this point, Dee Dee was saying that Gypsy was eight when she was actually 10. Mm-hmm. I feel like she just kept getting younger. And, yeah. yeah. So. But she, also, can I just say, I feel bad for like the other kids involved in these things who yeah, like. Missed out on this. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah. That's dumb. There's some more. Yeah. We'll get oh, to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, at some point from kindergarten, to second grade, I don't know if it, I saw unclear. Like I saw some people saying second grade, some people saying it could have been as early as kindergarten. Mm-hmm. But Dee Dee took Gypsy out of school and started to homeschool her because her health issues were supposedly super severe. But that's obviously, you yeah. know, she just started homeschooling her. And during that, Gypsy was teaching herself to read with the Harry Potter books. Uh, Dee Dee would also, would though, would tell people though that Gypsy had the mind of a seven year old child. Yeah. But she's teaching herself how to read with harry potter and which is not like an easy book for no, like a seven-year-old not at all but she's yeah she's aware that she's smarter than that yeah. <laughs> um 
Um, eventually, Rod Blanchard remarried, and Dee Dee moved her and Gypsy in with her dad and stepmother. And when they lived there, Dee Dee's stepmother started to suffer from chronic illness, and she and her husband claimed that Dee Dee was poisoning her food with weed killer. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, while they were living there, Dee Dee was arrested for minor offenses like writing bad checks. And then eventually, she and Gypsy moved out and moved to Slidell, Louisiana. And that's when her dad, he had started to like repeatedly confront her about her stepmother's illness and that Gypsy wasn't yeah. actually sick. Mm-hmm. And, and after they moved out, her stepmother became healthy again. Didn't have any problems. Yeah, not a good sign. No weed killer so i was like why are you still eating in the house like why is she living with you yeah like why can we not kick her out yeah and why are you still eating food that this like go eat out please yeah like go to a restaurant (laughs) just go eat at the grocery store (laughs) please for your own safety if she's not gonna go to the (laughs) drive-thru like go somewhere yeah and that's probably so hard though because they probably wanted them there to keep an eye on gypsy Gypsy. oh yeah and they're like she's not yeah oh Dee Dee and Gypsy then lived in public housing in Slidell, and they were started to receive, well, they were already receiving child support payments from Rod, and they started to get public assistance um, from grants because of Gypsy's medical conditions, mm-hmm. and that's how they were paying their bills, mm-hmm. not working, just getting money from other people. And most of their days were spent seeking out medical specialists at the Children's Hospital of New Orleans and Tulane Medical Center for Gypsy's supposed illnesses. And these problems now included things like her hearing and vision. Mm-hmm. And um, But Dee Dee was not successful in getting treatment for muscular dystrophy because they did a muscle biopsy and there was no sign of that. But somehow... She was able to secure treatments like anti-seizure medication and surgeries on her ears and her teeth. Like, they took out her salivary glands. Yeah. And they put tubes in her ears. And, like, all of her teeth were falling out. Like, Yeah. It's absurd. It's like, insane. What she was able to yeah. make them do. Yeah. And she would constantly take Gypsy to the emergency room mm-hmm. for anything. Yeah. And so it's like... I would be concerned of any type of... I would be like, something is wrong if this... And I'm sure she was going to different hospitals, but yeah. for the most part, I do think she went to several of the same ones until people started to get suspicious, and then she'd go somewhere else. Yeah. So it's like, you are still going to the same place. But it, it's concerning. It's very concerning. <laughs> On all ends. So, in August 2005, Hurricane Katrina hit, and Dee Dee and Gypsy moved from their devastated apartment to a shelter in Covington, Louisiana, which was set up there for people with special needs. So they were like, mm-hmm. perfect for her, you know? Yeah. And then this is when Dee Dee started to make the claim that all of Gypsy's medical records and birth certificate had been destroyed in the flooding. She literally looked at it. It was like, perfect. I know. I'm like, how much more convenient could that get <laughs> Yeah. for them? I really don't know. Ridiculous. Um, one of the doctors there in Covington recommended at that point that they move to Missouri and then they were airlifted there the next month. Whoa. Yeah. Airlifted? Apparently. Weird. It is weird. But I guess if they were like, let's just make it easy on you since she's in a wheelchair. Yeah, I and, guess. Yeah. So the first place they lived there was Aurora, which is in the southwest part of Missouri. And they lived in a rented home. And during that time, Gypsy was recognized as the 2007 Child of the Year by the Oli Foundation, which advocates for the rights of feeding tube recipients. And so Gypsy was on a feeding tube at this point. Mm -hmm. 
No reason for that. Yep. Um, and the next year in 2008, Gypsy and Dee Dee received a small home from Habitat for Humanity um, in Springfield, Missouri. So they moved there. That's yeah. more east. And this home had a wheelchair ramp and a hot tub, which was for her muscles. Yeah. You know? And this was part of like a larger project in Springfield, but it was like a pink house. Also, if anyone has seen the act on Hulu, if you have not, you should go watch it. It's really but good. That, yeah. It's just like so eerie. But yeah. yeah they it's show really well that. done though. Yes. I forgot to mention that from the start, but I think everyone should go watch yeah. it. Cause it's Joey King killed that, it. It's terrifying. <laughs> when I was researching this, I was just pick. I wasn't picturing the real people. I was picturing the characters from yeah. like the actors, yeah, as them because I'm like that's so vivid in my mind. Yeah, like I was picturing the guy from Austin and Allie. What, whatever his name Shoot, is. I can't. I can remember Joey King and Patricia Arquette, and then it's just does does. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he did great. I'm just back to the the house from that. Is, yeah, that's if you, everyone should go watch that because it's very interesting. But we can we'll talk we can talk more yeah. about the act later. But I just want to mention it. Um, so anyway, by now, Dee Dee had changed her name a bit to Claudinia Blanchard, Blanchard okay. with an E, Blanchard, uh. Blanchard, not sure, but it has an E at the end now, and Claude, it went from Claudine to Claudinia. Okay. But everyone was calling her Dee Dee, so yeah. I'm like, doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> doesn't really matter. But at that point, she and Gypsy started to receive a lot of attention from local media because of their story as a single mom with a severely disabled daughter were forced to leave their home because of Hurricane Katrina and the community started to really like help out and wanted to give them things. And so in Missouri, they received way more charitable help than in Louisiana. Like in Louisiana, they mm -hmm. were given a few stays at Ronald McDonald houses whenever they had medical appointments. But in Missouri, they were given free flights to see doctors in Kansas City at Children's Mercy Hospital. They were given free trips to Disney World. They were given backstage passes for Miranda Lambert concerts, plural. And she has plenty of pictures with her. And those were all from the Make-A-Wish Foundation, which that just goes back to the... It just makes me mad. That, like, yeah. there's people that actually need that and yeah. actually, like, deserve that. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, like... Yeah. Uh, Taken away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rod Blanchard was still making child support payments of $1,200 a month. And he would send Gypsy some gifts and he would talk to her on the phone sometimes. Um, when he called her on her 18th birthday, Dee Dee had told him not to mention Gypsy's real age because she, quote, thinks she's 14. Great. Yeah. That's a great sign once again. <laughs> so it went from like a two-year age difference to now it's four years. Mm -hmm. And we just keep saying that she's younger and younger. Yeah. yeah. So... Uh, Rod and his second wife were also trying to schedule regular visits with Gypsy in Springfield, but Dee Dee would like always change the plans, so that never really worked out. Uh, she had been telling her neighbors that Gypsy's dad was an alcoholic and abusive drug addict that never sent money to them and that he hadn't come to terms with Gypsy's health problems. So everyone sees him as a bad guy and yeah, makes them more of a victim. Yeah. So a little bit more about Gypsy. Talk about what she's looks like because it's very memorable yeah um she was about five feet tall she was very tiny she didn't have many teeth obviously like we talked about before like they were all just falling out and, yeah um she had very big glasses she had a high-pitched childlike voice which helped her mother's story yeah and like everyone just saw her as this little baby basically yep. and she's full-grown adult 
by later. Yeah. Uh huh. And still looks like that. Uh, Dee Dee was always shaving Gypsy's head to copy the appearance of hair loss due to chemotherapy. And she would tell Gypsy that her hair was going to fall out anyway because of her medication. So it was best to just do it before that happens. Mm-hmm. And everyone else just thought Gypsy can't grow hair. Yeah. And later I saw something and it was like, oh, she can grow hair. They were just shaving her head. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, why would they think anything different? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, Gypsy also was always wearing hats or wigs because of mm-hmm. this. Um, she always had an oxygen tank with her and she had a feeding tube. And Dee Dee continued to feed her the liquid nutrition supplement Pediasure, which is meant for children. And she yeah. was given it like even into her 20s. Like she was very malnourished. Yeah. I, don't, I honestly don't know how she survived. No, it's to like. To be completely yeah. honest. And it's like, no wonder she's tiny. And like, yeah. Yeah. I really don't know how she survived. It blows my mind. Um, as Gypsy was getting older and more aware of herself, Dee Dee had started to use physical abuse um, to control her. Like she would always hold her hand in public. And if um, Gypsy would make a comment about that sounded like I'm not sick or mm-hmm. I can eat that or I have capabilities outside of what you think, like other people think she can, Dee Dee would like squeeze her hand. And then when they were alone, she would like hit her with either mm-hmm. her hand or coat hanger i saw sometimes and it's just like that's terrifying yeah so yeah so as gypsy was getting older dd kept giving her more medical treatments um when people would ask what her diagnoses were she would list off things like muscular dystrophy epilepsy chromosomal defects severe asthma eye problems sleep apnea and she would tell people that gypsy had leukemia as a kid and it's just like yeah she's so many things yeah she just kept tacking things on because she like thought they sounded yeah bad yeah uh as for her salivary glands at first they dd had gypsy's salivary glands injected with botox and then later they were just extracted all together to control drooling yeah and Gypsy said later that Dee Dee would use a topical anesthetic on her gums before doctor and dentist visits, which I think would cause some of that. So that's why they would believe the oh, stories, I think. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Very weird. And then that combination of side effects from anti-seizure medication and having no salivary glands is what caused her teeth to decay. Mm. And she was, they eventually just took them out and put in like dental implants in the front. It's just like, that's traumatizing. Yeah. No, I remember that scene in the act when her teeth are falling out. That's so gross. I know. Guys, seriously, that show is like very vivid depiction of yes. all of this. Yeah. So warnings of that, but also like it's very well done. Yeah. And fascinating to like think about. Mm-hmm. But uh, Dee Dee, like I said, was also claiming that Gypsy had a lot of ear infections. So they put tubes in her ears. It's just like, why would you just do the? There's so many things that people like won't do for people. Yeah. Because oh, you're too young. What if you change your mind about these things? When it's like, is there not a way for them to check and be like, well, they well they should. I know. It's they should like, know. Like, is there not a way for them to check and be like, her ears have not had like as many ear infections. Like, I know. I, it's just like. You should know. Yeah. It just feels like some, mostly doctors have no idea what they're talking yeah. about. Yeah. I'm like, how can you just do these surgeries without any, I don't know. It's just so messy. How can you not tell she's malnourished? And, yeah. Yeah. So all these people, like I was, I've brought this down. All these people were around, but Dee Dee was still able to do all these things and just to get a lot of free stuff and yeah. get through life. 
which I, I get needing to get through life and provide for your child, but this is not the way and this is not healthy at all. No. So it's uh, the way is not by abusing your child. Like, no. And deceiving and conning people. people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So one doctor finally started to become suspicious of some of Gypsy's diagnosis. Diagnosis. Mm -hmm. I don't like that word. Um, His name was Bernardo Flasterstein. Okay. I'm just going to call him he or Bernardo. So King. (laughs) I don't want to say this last name. It just feels like a lot for my brain. Um, He was a pediatric neurologist in Springfield and he wasn't sure about Gypsy's muscular dystrophy. Mm-hmm. He had done some blood tests and MRIs, and he told Dee Dee, I don't see any reason why she doesn't walk. And this is also after he had seen Gypsy stand and support herself at an appointment. Yeah. He also made note of the fact that Dee Dee was not good at keeping Gypsy's medical history. Yeah. Fair. Which yeah. is something that's important. Yeah. Uh Bernardo then contacted Gypsy's doctors in New Orleans and learned that not only had her medical record had not only had her medical records not been destroyed in the flooding, her original muscle biopsy results had also been negative for muscular dystrophy. So it's like, yeah. oh, she lied about that and this and yeah. This is when he first suspected Munchausen by syndrome by proxy. And if you're not familiar with that, it's a condition where a caregiver creates a, the appearance of health problems in another person, typically their child. And there's no specific benefit of this for the caregiver. So it's mm-hmm. like, why would they do this? But yeah. Yeah. So it is a thing. It is a real thing. And by all accounts, that is what Didi did have, but oh, yeah. <laughs> it took a long time for someone to say something yeah. and figure that out. Um, at that point, Didi began trying to get access of those medical notes, and she stopped taking Gypsy to that doctor. Mm-hmm. So she she knew he was suspicious of her. Oh yeah. Um, Bernardo actually did not report Didi though to social services because other doctor other doctors I cannot speak today just that's okay. <laughs> uh, told him to treat the Blanchards with quote golden gloves. And he didn't think the authorities would believe his story if he told them. Mm. You're, you got Dude. you need to report these things. You're a doctor. Like, you can't just, like, make a note of it and be like, hmm? Yeah. Well, I tried. <laughs> yeah. No, that's ridiculous. Yeah. It's rough. Uh, the police did receive an anonymous call in 2009. Sorry, I almost had a hiccup. That told them that Dee Dee was using different names and birth dates for her and Gypsy. Mm-hmm. And that Gypsy was in better health than Dee Dee was saying. Yeah. It's anonymous. Not sure who that is. <laughs> Interesting. Um, a wellness check was done, and the officers listened to Dee Dee say that the misinformation was to make it hard for her abusive ex to find them. And the police didn't follow up with Rod about that. They just believed it and reported that Gypsy seemed to be genuinely mentally handicapped, and the file was closed. Also, you're not the person that can make that assessment. No, you obviously, if you look at her, she looks and sat like her voice. Yeah. Like, her mom has like, made the appearance of this. And it's like, you're not a doctor. No. You need a doctor to assess that. Yeah. It's more than just, she looks not great in that wheelchair over there. Yeah. She's just not being fed or anything. Yeah. Like, her voice is high-pitched. Like, on all accounts, that's, her mom is, has done a great job of what she was yeah, trying to accomplish. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You're not a medical professional. Like. No. Her whole point was to make her seem sick. Yeah. Yeah. So, Dee Dee, at least once, if not more, forged a copy of Gypsy's birth certificate and moved her birthday from 1991 to 1995 mm-hmm. to continue claiming that she was a teenager. And this led 
Gypsy later to say in an interview that she wasn't sure of her real age for 15 years. That is so long not yeah. to know that. That's a moment where you're like, oh, I feel bad for her. Like, yeah. you feel bad for her this most of this mm-hmm. part. But it's just Also, like, holy crap, she's 30. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Um, sometimes uh, Gypsy herself would even claim that the original copy was ruined because of Katrina. Like mm-hmm. She wasn't sure if it actually existed. But she, at one point, did see a copy of the original while they were at a hospital appointment. And Didi told her it was a misprint. Yeah. That's confusing mm-hmm. for her. So now we're going to go back and talk through like Gypsy's personal life and interests and her introduction to a certain someone. <laughs> yeah. So as early as 2001, so when she was 10 years old, Gypsy loved attending fantasy and science fiction conventions, often in costume, which is, you know, fine. That's mm-hmm. something she enjoyed. And she really liked the fact that she could blend in even in her wheelchair. Like it just made her feel normal, I think, and not kept by her mom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, in 2011, Gypsy had actually escaped from one of the conventions with a man that she met online, and Didi found her in a hotel room with him and threatened to inform the police, um, saying that Gypsy was underage, even though she was already 20 at this yeah. point, actually. So it's like, it's not safe for her to be there, but it's not illegal, Yeah, technically. Like, she's an adult. <laughs> yeah. So, But also, he probably thought she was underage, so... He still went along with it. Yeah. yeah. She looked and sounded really young. Yeah. yeah. So after this encounter, Gypsy reported later that Dee Dee had smashed Gypsy's computer with a hammer and made a threat to do the same to her fingers if she tried to oh. escape again and then kept Gypsy handcuffed and leashed to her bed for two weeks. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Also, all of this is like, it is Gypsy's story. Like most yes. of this has been yeah. told by Gypsy. So it's like, I think... We think this is true. It's like, why would we not believe her? But also, she did something terrible later. I don't know. It feels very weird. It's a, yeah. You don't get both sides of it, but. Yeah. Not that I really want to hear the other side of it. Exactly. Because it would probably be lies, but. Yeah. It's terrible. It's so confusing. So anyway, Dee Dee continued to control Gypsy by telling her that she had filed paperwork to the state to say that Gypsy was mentally incompetent with the police so that if Gypsy tried to get help, they wouldn't believe her. Oh my gosh. I don't know that she actually did that, but Gypsy believed that. Mm -hmm. So I think that threat was at least made. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gypsy continued though to use the internet after her mom would go to bed. And in 2012, Gypsy Rose met Nicholas Godijon in a Christian singles group. And he was around her age and he lived in Big Bend, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. He had his own history of mental illness, which has often been reported as disassociative identity disorder. Yeah. And he did, or he does, he has Asperger's syndrome and he has a small, he had a small criminal record for indecent exposure. Not small, small. He yeah. had a criminal record yeah. of indecent exposure, but he also had illnesses yeah. and he was on the spectrum. So it's like... Mm-hmm. It's so confusing. You feel so weird about it. I just feel so weird about all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, pretty quickly, they fell for each other. Mm-hmm. They were in love pretty fast. But they were talking for several years online. Years? Yeah, years. They met in 2012 online. And it happened in 20... 2015. Yeah. yeah, three years. Well, I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah, it was a long time. Um, in 2014... So we're not skipping ahead, yeah? Mm-hmm. 2014, Aaliyah Woodmancy, who was Gypsy's 23-year-old neighbor, who honestly considered herself like a big sister to Gypsy and like Gypsy like confiding in her. Mm-hmm. 
um Dee Dee did not like Aaliyah yeah <laughs> she thought she was a bad influence on Gypsy but um Aaliyah learned in 2014 that Gypsy and Nicholas were going to elope and that they had chosen baby names together. Like, mm-hmm. Gypsy was telling her all these things. She would text her about all these, about, like, all their conversations. Yeah. And Aaliyah learned that Gypsy had five different Facebook accounts that she would use to flirt with Nick online. And there was a lot of BDSM elements. Yeah. And Gypsy later claimed that was more, like, what he was interested in. Mm-hmm. But who knows at this point. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just very sexual. And, and at this point, she was... Well, Uh, Dee Dee was telling people she was 19. Yes. But didn't Dee Dee have, like, um, power of attorney? Probably. Okay. I didn't know anything about that. Okay. I don't know. I feel like that was a thing in the show that they talked about. I just didn't know if that was true or not. I did not see anything about that. We could look it up later. Okay. (laughs) But, yeah. Aaliyah thought that she she thought Gypsy was younger yeah. than she actually was. Mm-hmm. And in reality, they were about the same age. Mm-hmm. But she thought she was a lot younger and she thought she was being taken advantage of mm-hmm. by a predator online. And she did kind of keep track of this stuff. Like, she ultimately, like, didn't say anything, though. Was one, Dee Dee didn't like her, so she didn't really like Dee Dee. Yeah. And she said... That she just kind of thought these plans were, quote, fantasies and dreams and nothing like this would ever really take place. Yeah, absolutely. Which is like, yeah, she seems like a child. Like, she's in a wheelchair. What do you, like, she's not going to run off without her mom. Like, she can't, she has medication. She yeah. has, like, yeah. So it's like, she has a lot going on. Realistically, like, in her shoes, of course she would think, yeah. like, nothing's going to come of it. Yeah. But she did keep track of it. She mm-hmm. saw that the i think gypsy's name on facebook her main one was emma rose Mm -hmm. which is her grandma's name and her middle name but um kept an eye on that kind of noticed she could tell she knew nick's name yeah from that but anyway gypsy and nick continued to chat online um throughout 2014 and even like Didi had been trying to keep them apart like she had destroyed gypsy's phone and computer before Mm mm-hmm she still somehow kept talking to him. Um, they had kept printouts of some of their posts along the way. She's like, where did you keep that? Not yeah, sure. Yeah, that's very strange. But in 2015, we're getting to the year. 2015, Gypsy paid for Nick to come meet Dee Dee in Springfield. And their plan was to have both of them wear costumes and to run into each other at the movie theater and then spark their relationship then mm-hmm. and interest juice him to Didi and be like oh I just met this person yeah like we have so much in common um that did not go that way I think Didi was freaked out by him yeah and instead Gypsy took Nick to the bathroom where they had sex for the first time and then they continued to talk online and that's when they started to come up with a plan to kill Didi so yeah yeah so now we're gonna talk about that day so Nick Godajohn came back to Springfield on June 14th, 2015. And that day, Gypsy and Dee Dee had been at a doctor's appointment when he got into town. Mm-hmm. He didn't go to their house yet, though. Um, once Dee Dee was asleep, Nick went to their home and Gypsy let him in. And she gave him some duct tape, gloves, and a knife with the understanding and intention that he would use it to murder Dee Dee. Yeah. Um, Gypsy then went into the bathroom and covered her ears. And she didn't want to hear it which is like why do you want it to happen then mm-hmm. but um nick, and she's actively walking this whole time oh yeah right? she can walk yeah she's been sneaking around yeah yeah she sneaks around all the time <laughs> without her mom knowing i mean i'm sure her mom did know sometimes mm-hmm. but um 
Nick then stabbed Dee Dee 17 times in her back while she slept. Um, and then Gypsy and Nick had sex in Gypsy's room and then took about $4,000 that um, in cash that Dee Dee had been saving from the child support payments. Mm-hmm. And so they had some money. And then they went to a motel outside of Springfield and they stayed there for a few days. There's security footage of them at local stores and gypsies walking around in them. Yeah. And she said, and she said herself that at that point she thought they had gotten away with it. Yeah. Which it's like, yeah, no one knew. It's like, they're not criminal masterminds. Like, no. Yeah. But they then mailed the murder weapon to Nicholas's house in Wisconsin and they took a bus up north. Witnesses reported seeing them on their way to the Greyhound station. And Gypsy had been wearing a blonde wig and was walking without assistance. Yeah. So she's fine. Um, people did not suspect anything really until um, Gypsy and Nick posted on Dee Dee's Facebook page. I forgot about this part. Yeah. Um, these are, it's just two things, but they're the second one's pretty bad. Yeah. So if you don't want to hear it. I recommend skipping ahead a few seconds. Mm-hmm. But the first one was just a post that said, that bitch is dead. And then people started commenting like, is yeah. this real? Are you hacked? Yeah. Like, I would hope that this person is just yeah. hacked. And it was Dee Dee and Gypsy's like shared, shared account, Facebook, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone's very concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they commented, and this is a rough one, so maybe skip ahead. But it said... And I quote, I effing slashed that fat pig and raped her sweet, innocent daughter. Her scream was so effing loud. LOL. It's like, why would you say that? No. Why? Like, maybe like call it in, like send an anonymous call to the police. Yeah. Like a tip. Like writing that. Why would you, on Facebook? Like the first one was enough. Yeah. The second one's on. And that was like, like in the comments of that first yeah. one. When people were all concerned. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're putting more suspicion on whoever is doing like it's just like what are you doing like as if i'm putting it in my place it's just like this that doesn't make any sense there's no no reason for them to have done that none of i mean no yeah it's just terrible so anyway um kim blanchard not related to them Mm -hmm. same last name but not related to them she was a neighbor and a friend and she was one of the first ones to like see all this on facebook and to react and she tried calling um dd but no one was answering so she and her husband went over there and there was already like a crowd of people outside. Yeah. Obviously, they all saw it on Facebook and they knew something was up because they knew that sometimes they would go on unannounced medical trips. The Didi's car that was modified for the wheelchair was still in the driveway. So they were like, that's not. Yeah. That's not, that's not what happened. Yeah. Um, they did have protective film over the windows so no one could really see in and no one was answering the door. So then Kim called the police. Mm hmm. And the police got there, but they were like, we have to wait for a search warrant. Yeah. So they were just standing outside. Um, but they did allow Kim's husband, David, to climb through a window. And he walked in, thankful he was not the one that found anything. Mm-hmm. He made the He just noted, like, nothing seemed disturbed and all the wheelchairs were there. Yeah. But he didn't see anyone. He didn't go into the bedrooms or anything. Good. And then... The warrant was not issued until 10.45 that night. When did the stuff happen? Like, when like did earlier in the day. Like, it's, it was been all day, basically. Yeah. Um, and that's when the police went inside, though, and they found Dee Dee's body in her bedroom. 
Um, a GoFundMe was set up quickly to pay for her funeral expenses mm-hmm. and possibly gypsies. Everyone was super concerned about where yeah. she was. Um, and they didn't like her oxygen tanks were there, her wheelchair, they her medicine. They that she needs that yeah. stuff. So they're like, even if she's not dead, she doesn't have any of her medication yeah. or anything. Like, yeah, they were very concerned. At this point, Aaliyah, the neighbor, went over to the place and was like, Gypsy has an online boyfriend, to my knowledge. Yeah. And that's when she could show them all of the conversations on Facebook about him and it had his name in it. Yeah. So they were like, okay. And then they had Facebook trace the IP address of where the posts were made on Didi's account. And it was up in Wisconsin. And they're like, okay, that's where he's from. Like, we should go. And so then the Waukesha. Am I wrong? No idea. Um, county police. Um, I think it's Waukesha. Waukesha. You are right. That is <laughs> that is correct. I had to think it out in my head how it's spelled. That is that is correct. Waukesha County. We just sounded really Waukesha. stupid. Kesha. On Kesha. Does that ever make you think of the Kesha episode of Victorious? That was weird. Um, no, when I think of Kesha, I think about the episode of Glee where the principal says very different things. K-E dollar but sign actually, ha. Yeah, but very, actually not that different <laughs> of things we're referencing. Anyway, back to the murder investigation. Uh, the Waukesha County Police raided the Go to John home the next day. So it took, but it was the day after they discovered um, Dee Dee. Mm-hmm. And that, that's actually pretty fast, honestly. Yeah. For them only getting the warrant that, like, the night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were like, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure Facebook was, I'm sure they were kind of already trying to trace down, like, track down that lead, like, being like, something's not right with this. But, um, Nicholas and Gypsy Rose surrendered, and they were both taken into custody for murder and felony armed criminal action. Um, they, everyone back in Springfield was, like, very relieved at first, like, gypsy's okay she's safe they're like oh she's alive mm-hmm. um and at that point they started to bring the two of them back to springfield and they were being held on a million dollar bond and the relief that everyone was feeling was soon changed when yeah. the green county sheriff jim arnott said quote things are not always what they appear <laughs> What yeah. a what an ominous thing to yeah, say. Yeah, like, dude, make it a little more clear, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, this was followed by media outlets reporting that what was actually happening in Gypsy's home and that she was never really sick, she could always walk, and that Dee Dee had made her pretend and controlled her. Mm-hmm. Um, the sheriff asked people not to donate any money until the investigators could look more into the fraud that had been occurring. Yeah. Which is like... That's a considerate thing to do for these people. (laughs) Yeah. Don't give them money. Like, this is weird. Like, people have already been conned out of so much. Yeah, people think that she might, that Gypsy's in on it. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, once everyone knew the truth about this, um, people didn't really have sympathy for Dee Dee as a murder victim. They just were seeing her in the the light of child abuse, which Mm -hmm. is like, that's fair. Like, yeah, it's it's a weird line, but it's like, that's a fair light side to walk on. Yeah. If you're... If you're a parent, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, the county prosecutor, Dan Patterson, announced early on that he was not seeking the death penalty for either of them um, because the case was extraordinary and unusual. Yeah. Uh, even though the charge of first degree murder can carry that sentence under Missouri law. Good. I'm glad, I'm glad. That he did that. Oh, me yeah. too. And that was like one of the first things that happened. So it's like, Good. Uh, yeah, that gives me a sigh of relief for yeah. that. Um because of how 
messy this all is. And like, yeah. yeah. Um, Gypsy's attorney got her medical records from Louisiana and was able to get her a plea bargain for second degree murder. Mm-hmm. And her attorney said later that in the year she was in the county jail, she had gained 14 pounds because she was so undernourished before. Yeah. And most of his clients usually lost weight in those same oh, circumstances. Yeah. And so that really helped her like case for that. And in July 2015, Gypsy Rose um, Blanchard accepted the plea bargain and was sentenced to 10 years in prison. So she's close to getting out. Yeah. Really so that's close. crazy. Yeah. Um, as for Nicholas Godijohn, he still faced a more severe charge because he was accused of initiating the murder plot, and he and Gypsy both had agreed that he had been the one to actually murder Dee Dee. Mm-hmm. Which is just like, he's on the spectrum. Like, he has, and then he has um, an identity disorder. disorder. Like, yeah. he has things going on. It's like, it, he, he lives with his parent. Like, he's still he should be, like, in an institution that can help, help him, him. Yeah. And give him special care. Yeah. And being in... Like, I'm assuming a federal prison yeah. is not, not the helping him. for him. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I have more about it. It yeah. took him a while to get through a trial. Mm-hmm. But um, Gypsy's plea bargain actually did not require her to testify against him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so his trial was postponed to January 2017 because prosecutors requested a second psychiatric evaluation and his lawyers were saying that he had an IQ of 82 and that he is on the autism spectrum, which they suggested meant his mental functions were impaired. Mm-hmm. And he had originally waived his right to a trial by jury, but then changed his mind later in June 2017. Okay. Um, by December that year, his trial was set for November 2018, and the prosecution alleged in their opening statement that Nicholas had spent over a year premeditating the murder, but his attorneys pointed out that his autism, like, pointed that out, and then said that Gypsy Rose had created the plan and that he was just in love and did what she asked of him. Yeah. Which, yeah. That, I mean, what else are you going to say? Like, that's going to be your defense of it. Yeah. Like, and she got a lesser... Mm-hmm. thing but um the prosecutors showed the jury text messages between the couple that were pretty explicit um they were mostly from the week before the crime mm-hmm. um, the text included times when they would role play different personas and i think they even had included the knife that had been used as a murder weapon um nicholas had asked um, for details about Dee's room and her sleeping habits and there was a video from his police interview where he admitted to murdering Dee. Dee. like that was all yeah. used so um even though she technically didn't didn't have to gypsy testified on the third day of the trial wow and she said that she had suggested that nicholas kill Dee, Dee to end the abuse and that she had considered getting pregnant with him so that she could have his baby and that Dee, Dee would have to accept him um she had stolen the knife and baby clothes from Walmart so that she could decide which plan to go through with. Wow. Yeah. Um, she said that Nicholas had never told her what he thought about the pregnancy plan. So it's like her two plans. Yeah. Very different things. Yeah. One is bringing life into the world and one is taking it out. Yeah. And, yeah. But and neither of them are the solution. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, she tried to get out and she couldn't. Yeah. It's such a mess. Yeah. So after four days, the jury went to deliberate and they had the option of finding Nicholas 
go to John guilty or not guilty of one of three murder charges, either involuntary manslaughter, secondary murder, or first-degree murder. It took them two hours to return with their verdict of guilty of first-degree murder Mm -hmm. and armed criminal action. Um, In February 2019, Nicholas Godajohn was sentenced to life in prison, which was the only option since the death penalty was off the table, thankfully. Yeah. Um. He had asked Judge David Jones for leniency on the criminal action charge, which has a minimum of three years, but he had received 25 concurrent years with a life sentence. And he was asking by saying that he had fallen blindly in love with Gypsy, but that did not get overturned at all. So he is life in prison without parole plus 25 years. So yeah. Um, Nicholas's lawyer, Dwayne Perry, had also filed a motion for a new trial on the grounds that the jury should not have been allowed to hear that Nicholas considered raping Dee Dee on the night of the murder and that the state's psychologist should not have been allowed to testify, but that his own psychologist should have been able to to establish his mental capabilities. But it was denied. And the judge did say, though, that the last point about the psychologist may lead to a reversal in the appeals court. Hmm. But he didn't overturn it. Yeah. And give them a new trial. Um, so this is just kind of to like end a lot of this out. Well, we'll talk about Gypsy in a second. But just yeah. to talk about like kind of the aftermath of the people around them. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaliyah, um, the neighbor, was very upset and in disbelief that Gypsy had never been sick or disabled. Yeah. And was That would not, be pretty shocking. Yeah. Like you were her friend and she like trusted you and didn't. Yeah. yeah. Um, Aaliyah's mom told people that she wondered if Dee Dee and Gypsy had been laughing at how naive their neighbors were Mm. since no one ever asked them for proof or anything. Yeah. But who's going to go up and ask someone if they're like, are you actually not able to Like you would seem like an asshole. Yeah. Like you don't do that. You just assume that they're telling you the truth. It's like assume the, you're trying to assume the best in people. Well, and it's also like, why would you want to pretend you're that sick? Like it's no, yeah. There's no point in it. Yeah. It's not logical. No. So. Um, Kim Blanchard, the friend yeah. that found, or that first called the police, um, she said, quote, at that point, it really became, I don't know anything about this person. What have I been believing? How could I have been so stupid? Mm-hmm. It's like, I wouldn't know what to believe either. Like, that's insane. Um, over 60 people had gone to a vigil for Dee Dee the night after her body was discovered. And then it was like, wait, what are we doing for these people? Um, The Springfield Sheriff said this, quote, Springfield is a giving community. We surround people with love and finances that we believe um, needs it. However, a lot of times we are deceived. And I think this is now so true in this case at hand. It's like, yeah. I mean, these people gave a lot. Yeah. And they were so open to them. And yeah. Um, Only one charity involved with the family made a statement, and that was Habitat for Humanity. And all they really said was, we are just really deeply saddened by the whole situation. Yeah. Which is honestly the only thing you can feel at this point. Like, it's terrible. Um, As for their family, Dee Dee's family does not regret her death, and her father and stepmother and nephew have all said that she deserved her fate and that Gypsy had been punished as much as she needed to be. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but I guess she was poisoning her stepmom and yeah. they all think she killed her mom. So that's like where this case is so hard is it's like, she was not a good, good person. person. Yeah. But she also did have her own like mental, mental issues. issues. Yeah. It's like, I don't like, she didn't necessarily deserve to be murdered. No. I mean, she should have been Punning. tried yeah. in the court of justice and yeah. not 
murdered. But yeah. Yeah. Um, her funeral was not paid for by the family and they didn't pick up her ashes, mm-hmm. but somehow they were like given to her father and stepmother and apparently they flushed them down the toilet. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, that's rough. Um, Rod Blanchard um, told BuzzFeed later, there's an article on BuzzFeed about this, um, quote, I think Dee Dee's problem was she just started a web of lies and there was no escaping after. It was like a tornado got started. Um, he said he was really happy when he saw the gypsy could walk, though. Yeah. And it's like, he's in a very weird position. Yeah. He's I mean, her it's, dad. And he thought his daughter was like... Being taken care of. Well, and like, he thought she was like practically terminally ill. Like, Yeah. But... What a weird... Yeah. Yeah. So, now I have a bit about Gypsy before we end, but this, we're getting to the end, but this entire thing is crazy. Um, so, Gypsy is serving her 10-year sentence in the Chillicothe Correctional Center in Missouri. I kind of passed by there <laughs> to go home. Um, she did not speak to media outlets until after her plea. Um, on January 4th, 2018, she said on 2020... I feel like I'm more free in prison than living with my mom because now I'm allowed to live just like a normal woman, which is just like, oof. Yeah. I feel, that makes you feel really bad. It's like, okay, yeah, it was really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She also told BuzzFeed that she had researched um, Munchausen by proxy in prison and that her mom had every symptom. And she said, quote, I think she would have been the perfect mom for someone that was actually sick. Oh. Yeah. Gypsy had also believed the claims of cancer that her mom had been telling her, even though she knew she could eat solid food and walk, and she just kept hoping that the doctors would notice, but she was really frustrated that only one did. Yeah. Um, BuzzFeed asked her what ultimately made her want to escape, and she said that it was in 2011 at the convention when she started to wonder why everyone else could have friends and she couldn't. Mm. Um, she also said that she accepts that she committed a crime and has to live with the consequences, but she does feel more free now and that she wants to help other victims of abuse. So it's like, I'm glad you recognize what you did was bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it feels, it feels weird. Every part of it is just like, I don't know what to think. Yeah. Yeah. Or feel like I just, yeah. yeah. Um, family and professionals around Gypsy have said that she, like other victims of Munchausen by proxy, have a lot of lingering trust issues and avoid doctors and hospitals. But they've also noticed that she does have some sociopathic manipulative behaviors that she learned from her mother. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which is also another thing where it's like, she, I, I feel like she did manipulate. Oh, I totally believe that Nick she go to John him. and it's like, I feel bad. Yeah. Um, An expert on Munchausen by proxy named Mark Feldman, um, he said that, quote, she is already psychologically really compromised and she's going to need as much family underpinning and support as she can get. And he also said that he he hopes that wherever she like ends up, that she can get really supportive psychotherapy. Yeah, which for sure. Me too. I also hope that that happens. Um, He also said that while Dee Dee is no longer living, so they can't like really diagnose her he's like after hearing what gypsy has said like he's pretty confident that she did have munchausen by proxy and that quote gypsy was infantilized and kept away from her peers she was little more than a tool for Didi to navigate through the world the way she wanted to and he said he added that it was unprecedented in the 24 years of his research on this disorder that an abused child would kill the parent oh wow yeah so 
that is all I have on this. Yeah. But it's like, if this guy is like, it's rare that that would be the outcome. Well, yeah. So. Hence why. Yeah. We talk about it. I yeah. Mean, like. Yeah. So. That is the case of Gypsy Rose and the murder of Dee Dee Blanchard. It is such a crazy one. Yeah. And there's just like so many details. Yeah. I could have done a lot longer on this, but I didn't have the mental That's okay. <laughs> capacity to do that. But everyone should go watch the act. We yeah. should rewatch it eventually. I want to rewatch it now. Because <laughs> it's just like, oh, it makes your skin crawl and like it's you feel just, all the weird emotions. Yes. And you will like feel like you're like at like having a war within yourself of like how to feel. Yeah. About every single one of them. Yeah. It's like you have it's just you feel you feel for them and you feel against every single one of them at yeah. some point. Yeah yeah it's such a mess it's insane yeah but anyway it's crazy that things like that like can happen i also just keep thinking about how they were happening while like we were in high school like all like this stuff was happening yeah. while i was in high school yeah i'm just like how far are you from springfield how far is kansas city oh i don't know the exact time That's difference. Okay. it's like hmm, let me look it up <laughs> i didn't you know would, if it was you close would think i don't know, know like it's, i don't think it's too far um Let's see. From where I'm from, it's like two and a half hours. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. It's like close-ish, but not like... Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's kind of close. I know. Like, I should yeah. have known more about it. <laughs> like, I like never knew. Like, I should have known it was happening when mm -hmm. it was happening, but I didn't. Yeah. Know? I knew about it later. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Wow. What a crazy one. Yeah. It's going to be a crazy one next week, too. Yeah. Everyone stick around. Oh, my gosh. Guys, I'm reading a whole book for it. She has I'm not done that I'm putting in a lot of work. This one, I learned. This is a hint. I learned it from a Lifetime movie growing up. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I heard about this Katie one. Katie wanted to watch the I have, Lifetime movie. I do together. want to rewatch it. I have vivid memories of it. Probably not before we record next, but. <laughs> no, I just have vivid memories of it. Okay. But that's how I learned about that case. You so, can tell me all about it next week when we record. Yeah, maybe I'll watch it by myself. Don't watch it by yourself. And then I'll watch it again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's your hint, everyone, for next week. So stick around. Heck yeah. Um, I think I have a palate cleanser. All right, guys. You're going to get your weekly palate cleanser, which is always a quote from Katie, if you didn't know. Um, <laughs> I'm scared. I already read it to you. You know what it is. I, I don't read it to you the other day. <laughs> Um, this quote is from Katie and it says, you started talking about the Muppets. So I started thinking about nudity. <laughs> I would like to explain myself. <laughs> okay. Has everyone seen the Muppet movie? <laughs> yes. What's his name? Jason Siegel is in it. And one day I decided, oh, I want to watch Forgetting Sarah Marshall because it has, what's her name? um Kristen Bell in it I think and Russell Brand like I was like that seems like a weird movie and in the first several it minutes it is a weird movie <laughs> freaking Jason Siegel isn't fully nude and I <laughs> hated it and I can never get it out of my mind and so I don't I can't so I she associates the Muppets with nudity now yeah I just can't. that's the short story just the movie I just don't like it if I just if it's the normal Muppets, I'm fine. Just the movie. I don't want to watch movie. that movie. That song gets stuck in my head. Am I yeah. Let's be done talking about it. It's in my head. Did that song win an Emmy or a Grammy or something? Maybe. Look it up. She's looking it up. She's typing it in. She's typing it in. Ah, 
Academy Award. An Academy Award, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> for the man that has scarred my brain. I I do not want to watch that movie ever again. Either, actually. I don't want to watch either movie. Yeah. An like, Academy Award for that song. Anyway. Um, so. That was her palate cleanser. <laughs> it was against my will. Also, I didn't know that was going to happen. What? I didn't know that scene was going to happen. Oh. And I didn't know you were going to say that quote. I didn't know I was going to say that <laughs> quote. And I didn't know you were going to write it down. <laughs> Anytime Katie says something weird, I write it down. Sometimes I don't notice. Sometimes I notice she's writing it down. But sometimes I don't Sometimes notice. it's a surprise. I also don't know why we were talking about that recently. I don't know either. But anyway. Um, follow us. On Instagram at something sick podcast or Twitter at a sick podcast or on TikTok and make us come back and post on TikTok. I'll try. Um, at something sick podcast or email us at something sick podcast at gmail.com and send us your Spotify wraps. Please. What if someone sends it and we're not on it? I'll oh, like, do that anyway. I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll talk to you next time, homies. Peace out.